T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. And then at 8 o'clock, it'll be the Matt McMahon Show, LSU Basketball, talking about the Tiger Hoopsters. Do you dream of riding in a carnival parade? WWL has a spot for you and a guest to roll with the crew of Argus on Mardi Gras Day. Ride high atop a float with everything needed, costume, throws, for two, all free. Go to WWL.com slash contest with an S now and register for your chance to win. It's the ride of a lifetime in the greatest free show on earth. The Le Bonton Roulette WWL style. Again, go to WWL.com slash contest for your chance to win uh, for two to ride in the crew of Argus on Mardi Gras Day. Let's go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy, you in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, how y'all doing? All right, Jimmy, what's happening, man? Hey, two things. I'm watching the LSU women. They're playing at Mississippi State right now on ESPN2. And it looks like the fans in Stark Vegas are all decked out. They got white T-shirts on every seat. They're trying to upset LSU right now. They're going all in. And and you got some other good basketball tonight. I know it's going to be an uphill battle. Pelicans at Boston Celtics. Zion's back. But, listen, the main reason I called is, look, I've supported Michael Thomas through the rehabs, through the missed games. You've been a big Michael Thomas fan through everything. I I will say that. You've got a lot of people that kind of go back and forth with Mike, but you've always been a big fan of Michael Thomas. Yeah, and, you know, I knew Drew Brees made him like he made a lot of players, right? His accuracy, his his IQ as a quarterback. It it all started when Michael Thomas kind of crucified Drew Brees for whatever he said about kneeling for the flag and all that. And I don't care. But I thought that was a little odd to bite the hand of Fiji, considering how much I think Drew Brees made Michael Thomas. Then you had the brick situation, throwing bricks at people in Kenner, fighting with uh, C.D. Deuce or whatever that was. But I'll, I'll give him a mulligan on that because everybody fights with that guy. Right. Uh, the, miss, the miss games, Bobby, I gave him slack on that. and But now he's tweeting – Okay, well, Derek Carr threw me a bad pass. He made me stretch out. I got hurt. I would have done this. I would have done that. Now he's tweeting, oh, yeah, I want to be a Chiefs player. 
It's a, it, it's all in God's plan. It's coming. Like he's like he's like like he's one of these Cowboys fans from Freeport or, or New Orleans who's always you know bandwagon. Even though there's nothing to bandwagon with the Cowboys, why are you going to tweet about the team that's going to the Super Bowl? You know, it's just it's just low caliber, low low. I, I don't I don't know what to say. I, I'm I'm done with this guy. I want to get y'all well, take on the recent development. Well, uh, J- Jimmy, I can tell you, uh, I, I think uh, I think it's calculated. Um, Michael Thomas, he wouldn't be doing none of this if he wouldn't have got uh, already paid. Now it's all relative. What do you think means getting paid? He's gotten paid well over $60 million from the National Football League and the Saints. At one time, he was the highest paid receiver. Okay. But just for a short time, but he was. So he's comfortable. Yeah. I mean, he said, how how can the Saints hurt me? Okay. uh, Now, I think I'm going to get another opportunity. I don't know where what's going to happen. So whether he's throwing Derek Carr under the bus or organization under the bus is because he's already been well compensated. So for him to be bold and standing up, I mean, he has, he has a fallback. Uh, he has, I mean, I just look after taxes. I think uh, you have a pretty good uh, living or lifestyle, uh, potentially even in the future, and he still thinks he wants to play. But uh, even after taxes, if, if you made, I'm just speculating now, over $60 million, uh, he, he feels pretty good about a situation that he could talk a, a bunch of bull. Uh, so, I mean, uh, so whatever's on his mind, uh, he says, oh, this is not really going to hinder or hurt me. And I know the Saints are probably going to get rid of me, so screw them and screw Derek Carr. <laughs> So I think that's where that's at. Here's the crazy part. Why is Kadarius Tony doing this in Kansas City? Because now that dude's stupid. Now, okay, you ain't got money yet. He's stupid. <laughs> uh, th- that's not real smart because, okay, you worked your way out of New York. Now you're working your way out of Kansas City with Andy Reid in a system that, man, they want you to succeed. At wide receiver. And, uh, and, 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 Tony, how about you catch the damn ball? catch the ball. How about, how about you catch the ball? That was the whole uh, mantra of the whole Chiefs season. And you got to give Pat Mahomes a lot of credit. I mean, uh, the receivers, how about you help uh, your greatest quarterback uh, where they're at right now and catch the ball? So, Tony, I mean, he's saying now he's blasting the Chiefs, but Andy Reid saying, no, he's really hurt. Uh, that, that, that's why he, he I mean, I, I don't, Bob, Bob I, I get the part with Michael Thomas, and, and I agree with you because he got his money. Uh, he got his money, and, I'm telling you. And he you. can still play. <laughs> I know how players think. <laughs> and he can still play in this league. Yeah. And he was a really good player. He was he was a top wide receiver. Without a doubt. Uh, He's an NFL the offensive player, player of the year. year. That so, don't happen by accident. Exactly. Yeah. But t- for Tony to do it, is baffling to me. Oh, he's stupid. He's an idiot. I mean, uh, uh, Tony, uh, you know, uh, he he don't respect my opinion, but the proof's in the pudding. Uh, Look how he ended up with the Chiefs. The ability and the potential is always there. He was a first-round pick. A first-round pick, even as uh, Mike, uh, look, uh, outstanding as a punt returner. Yes. But he's so inconsistent. Come on, he's on. You talk about when he's on that roller coaster, you know, it's up and down, up and down, but it's been way too much down instead of up. On top of the roller coaster, on top of the mountain. So I, I agree with Bob. I understand the Michael Thomas part because he's never going to put on that black and gold uniform no, again. No. Never. 
the, the, the Kadarius Tony part for me is much more baffling of why you would do this at this time. At this time in his career, because you know what other teams look at it, maybe that's not a good dude to be in the locker room. Yeah. And so Amen. <laughs> uh, I get that part. Thanks so much for the call, Jimmy. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more sports talk and second guests. And we'll have on Chris Dobson covering the NBA and the Pelicans right after this break here on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers, talk and text line from Clutch Points, Chris Dodson, who covers the NBA and covers the Pelicans. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Waiting for the game. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hope you all doing well. Chris, uh, playing the Celtics at home, that hasn't been a good formula for anybody to win. Uh, they, with their 20-2, and two, Charlie and I were talking about this, and uh, two losses. One was to the Nuggets, the other one was to the Clippers. Uh, man, for a, a Pelicans team that is reeling right now uh, after two shellackins, uh, man, uh, this isn't the opponent you want to see next, so to speak, like Goldberg. You don't want to see him next in line. No, no, you definitely want to, don't want to see these Celtics next in line because, like you just said, this 20-2 and two start, they're doing things with this Celtics team that Larry Bird couldn't do, that Robert Parrish couldn't do. And anytime you're doing something better than those two guys, yeah, if, as an opposing team, you don't want to catch them on a bad night because they can put another you know 30-point whooping on you. And uh, I think the Pelicans are going to avoid that, but it's going to be tough to go to Boston and get a win. And, uh, you know, Chris, uh, I look at um... – because, you know, December has been favorable uh, to the Pels uh, the last couple of seasons, uh, but not so much in January. I'm looking at 21 and 22. They were 5 and 10. Last year they were 3 and 13. We all know uh, that Zion getting hurt. Uh, I'm looking at the Pels will need to win uh, tonight against Boston or Wednesday in Houston to ensure finishing January with a winning record. Uh, now they're 7 and 6 for this month. 
now, uh, quality wins. You look against Minnesota, Sacramento, and Dallas. But then not uh, so much. It's kind of like you can beat the teams you should beat. And uh, you look, uh, that, that's impressive, uh, Minnesota, Sacramento, and Dallas. But then when you face off against the Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, Thunder, and the Bucks in the past three and a half weeks, their record is 0-5, and the margin of defeat is 18 points. So, uh, I don't know. It's like you want to talk about the ultimate roller coaster. I think that was, that's where the Pels are at. But I think uh, somehow, just I don't know, from a mental aspect, considering what they did the past two seasons, can they have a winning record in January? I don't know what's going to come against Boston, but it might uh, take that Wednesday night uh, in Houston. Right. It's a, it's just a credit to them that they're actually in this conversation. You mentioned the last few years. They were they were never even close to having a winning record in January, especially when Zion got hurt. But, yeah, I think they can go to Houston and definitely win. Houston's not exactly lighting the world on fire. They're sitting down in 11th. But uh, I, just, just being there is good enough for this team right now considering where they want to be at the end of the season. If Zion doesn't play a couple more games, I'm fine with that. Just get him to the playoffs. Because, uh, like you mentioned, they, they could beat the teams they're supposed to beat some nights, other nights it doesn't happen. You could put this Boston Celtics team tonight in the Charlotte Hornets jersey. It's still more on the Pelicans because Griff's talked about it with us before the games just down at the court. Uh, Willie Green's talked about it in the press conferences, both pre- and post-game, that it's inconsistent. This team is very inconsistent. So if they don't come out and play, they'll lose to a middle school team. But if they come out and play their game, they could beat the Larry Bird and Robert Parrish Celtics. It's really that much of a variance with this team. And it's just more the maturing. I know CJ doesn't have to do so much. You know, he's been there and done that, and he let us know about it. But Zion and BI, they're starting to play more of their better games. They're just not doing it consistently enough that they're even in the all-star conversation. So that, in turn, makes it where they're not in the conversation to win a playoff series. You know, uh, Chris, what I looked at, uh, you know, when you set records – and all that, but we were real encouraged uh, by uh, considering how in the past they've struggled against uh, the Jazz. Uh, but you look on your, but they surpassed the 150 point uh, mark for the first time in franchise history this past Friday. Uh, didn't break the 50 point mark until uh, the third quarter was more uh, than halfway over. Then uh, three nights after the record setting offensive performance, the Pelicans struggled to put the ball in the basket against the Oklahoma City Thunder, where they shot just 39% from the field, and they committed 20 turnovers against the Thunder uh, fourth-ranked defense. I think the Thunder had uh, a lot more to do with that than maybe we want to give credit yeah, to them so. uh, where they're at right now. Because, you know, we might talk about the sexy teams like the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Suns, and then obviously Milwaukee Bucks, even the Celtics. But the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, I didn't realize they were uh, the fourth-ranked defensive team. And just watching that game, boy, that's a tough about going from the penthouse to the outhouse where you're going to send a, a set that record for scoring. Then all of a sudden, the next game you play, you can't score. Yeah, and credit to the Thunder. They're fourth in offense and defense. I've liked what Oklahoma City's done just as far as building. And I, I even go back to when they hosted the, you know, the Hornets during, during the Katrina seasons and how they run their organization. If you're, if you're even employed by the Thunder, you have to go to the Memorial, see all that. I love what they're doing there. And we got a dose of their best game the other night. And I mean, they're going to be a tough team to knock out of the playoffs. 
But, uh, again, it's, it's on the Pelicans to uh, just handle business. You talk about them scoring 153 and then losing the next two games by combined 60 points. Uh, one of the assistant coaches told us the other night, yeah, when we get to the all-star break, those losses count just as much as those Memphis losses by one point and one shot. So they got to have to just kind of take it in stride, learn that every team, even the Jordan Bulls of 96-97 lost to the Raptors, you just have to find a way to do – your best thing consistently. And right now the Pelicans are getting pushed too much into playing into their weaknesses instead of them playing into the strings. And Zion talked about that. It's the physicality of the game, the consistency of the game. And uh, after every loss, Willie Green has went up and said they didn't play with force and purpose. If you see that, you're probably getting a good Pelicans performance. If you don't, you might as well change the channel to, um, I don't know, some other sport. What's going on now? We don't have football for two weeks, but the Pelicans ain't going to be worth watching if they're not out there playing, you know, with force and with purpose, to uh, to quote Willie Green. Now, uh, Chris, how do you look at, um, because uh, when you think about it, uh, there is uh, a number of attempts uh, that you want to have in the three-point uh, line. And that I'm looking at uh, the Pelicans uh, from uh, behind, the, behind the arc, three-point arc, uh, was critical in Saturday's game versus the Bucks. Uh, what, the Bucks shot 20 of 45 from distance. Well, the Pelicans went nine from 23. But we've uh, heard this uh, a number of times from Coach Willie Green, that we got to shoot more threes. Now, C.J. McCollum. Uh, he was kind of quiet, to say the least. He had seven points, two of seven shooting. Uh, but, but, but what's your take on that? Because, okay, it's like a formula. If you look at it, uh, okay, uh, we made nine of 23 from long range, and they were 20 of 45. Well, hell yeah, you're, you're going to get beat by double digits. So, so I don't know, is he just jacking up to be jacking up? Because... You look at uh, more three-point attempts, how the game has trended. Oh, well, what's your take on that? Well, my take is this team, they, they did well getting up 40 shots. They made them one night. The next night, they missed them. The next night, it's 9 to 23, like you said. I think there's a happy medium, like 34 to 37. If it's working, keep shooting it. But if it's not, pound the paint. And to, to look at the game tonight against Boston, Zion, he's been doing great kicking out for those threes. But Boston is going to be missing Porzingis and Cornette. Horford is the only big they have from their usual rotation. So if Jonas Valanciunas and Zion can't pound the paint and find some way to get things going there, especially if that three-point shot's not falling, that's a big problem for this team. you got to see that point Zion experiment going. you got to see him getting people good looks. But if the looks aren't, looks aren't falling, and, again, the Celtics are missing their two big men tonight, this team's got to have a little bit of adaptability to it. And I think they go into games thinking, oh, it's this team, they play this way, we have to shoot 43s no matter what. And if they're not falling, you wind up losing by 20, 25 points. And that, that's the adaptability that this team has to find. And I don't think they'll find it until they get more consistent on a night-in, night-out basis with the rest of their core You used the right term on the court. Adaptability. Yeah. I think that's the key yeah, word. Yeah, before the game, how yeah. it's going. Uh, but, but, Chris, when I look at this, I think um, – now, I don't know what's going to happen at Boston, what's going to happen at Houston uh, come Wednesday – uh, but I think overall, uh, I, I wonder how you would break this down. Uh, look, we're 12-10 on the road this season. It'll be interesting to see uh, if we could stay above 500. Uh, you never want to be below 500. Now you got to take care of home court advantage. But I think at this point of the season, going into Boston and Houston come Wednesday night, 
that 12 and 10 is a pretty good record on the road. Is that a fair assessment or what? Okay, it, tell me any team that wouldn't want to go into the postseason having a winning record on the road in the regular season. That's always something you can fall back on, lean on, and trust that, okay, we know how to travel well. It's just, again, putting it together on a night-in, night-out basis. But this team, they got to adapt more. Like, like we just said, they've got to go in with a game plan that, they this is what we want to do, but if they take it away, there's got to be something else. And Willie Green just hasn't been good with the counters. He hasn't been that great with switching up his rotations. Uh, he just now started starting uh, Larry Nance in the second half to get more energy on the court. But th- this team's got to be able to roll with the punches a little bit better. I think sometimes they stay it down on the mat a little too much or they start, you know, thinking about their last highlight instead of the next play to be made. And that really gets them. Chris, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Man, we really appreciate it. I know you uh, – game's fixing to crank up real soon and I know you got to cover it so we appreciate your time tonight well uh, Chris before you leave hold, got, hold on Bob I got, got one more I got I got one more, uh, got yeah, one more because question. all of a sudden that piqued my interest uh, Larry Nance Jr. I'm looking at the past three games uh, Coach Green has experimented started with Larry Nance Jr. at center instead of Valanchunas uh, in place at the beginning the second half and all so what do you think is going to happen against the Celtics and uh, considering the Celtics have the NBA's best starting lineup, and we talked about their home record, uh, so, so, so uh, how do you combat that? So you think uh, trade deadline that Valanciunas is gone or he's here? I, I think, Chris, this looks like the first, not say the first, but the wide opening of the door that they're going to try to move Giannis. Right. I mean, Giannis has never tested free agency. That's something I don't think he wants to do. I know that there's been a few talks about a contract extension that would be above next year's uh, mid-level exception, but it wouldn't be that big of a raise for JV, so why not would he test a free agency? And if he's going to do that, why not get some value for him now? And if you're looking at replacing the big guys, even with Larry, Larry's been shooting great from three, but I don't like any of these lateral moves, and I think Jared Allen's been a lateral move. I even talked to Griff and pitched names to him there on the court, but I would make Memphis tell me no on Jaron Jackson Jr. I would make Utah tell me no on Laurie Marketing because if you're having to put Larry in for JV at the second half because and Willie come out and said it's all because they lack second half energy, I think that's a move that you can't really put on JV. JV's always there with the energy. He's the most consistent one. So taking the most consistent person out of the lineup to start the second half and saying we're going to put somebody else in for energy. It's swapping, you know, for, for, for I think that's covering up for either B.I. or Zion not coming out. you got to put it on your all-stars to come out with the right energy. And making that kind of swap, it, it's, a, it's a signal from Willie Green. But when he talks about accountability, I think it's an accountability thing that if you're not going to go out there with energy, JV, Larry, y'all go. B.I., take a seat. You can run the next five. You know, Zion will run that point Zion for the first five minutes. B.I. can go in and do that way. That's the way he's going to have to hold this team accountable. And he's doing it using pros like Larry Nance Jr. and JV. Because JV, when he come out, there was no ego, no bruise. He's very humble. He went right back in, and, you know, I think he got nine and six in the second half that night. Larry did great. It's the other guys that have to match that energy. And that's, and, that's the biggest test for this team. And, and you know, uh, Chris, uh, we lied to you. We got more than one question. Because now, <laughs> yeah. now we're talking about the trade. I'm looking at uh, – you know, you talk about names, uh, potential prospects. Uh, when you, if you're trying to move Valanciunas, Jared Allen from the Cavaliers. You look at Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, from the Orlando Magic. You're talking about uh, Oyaka uh, Akangwa. I know I'm butchering that with the, with, with the Hawks. 
So uh, is there any prospects you look at that potentially uh, when you're looking at trade value uh, to replace uh, uh, Valanciunas in the lineup? Yeah, I like Wendell Carter Jr. out of Orlando way more than I like Jared Allen. I think he's a name that's been pumped up the same way Miles Turner was for years. But the more you look at it, the more it falls apart because it's just he doesn't strike me as a huge upgrade. Like I say, if they're going to do something, go for a huge upgrade. If you want to really look at it, especially with CJ being on his contract, Griffin has loved Joel Embiid ever since the draft process. If the Philly 76ers fall apart, chase Joel, chase uh, Luca or Trey. Because Zion and Luca have been very, not very open, but kind of open about wanting to play together, including going to Paris on all those Nike trips. You know, when Nike's paying for a vacation in France, you take it. But there's a reason those guys take it together every single year. So, again, if they're going to look at some of those names, the Jared Allens of the world, they just don't strike me as being worth risking the locker room's chemistry to bring somebody in who's going to have to find, you know, 15 games to just find their footing here, and then you're in the playoffs, where this team had a first 15 was CJ, run the point. Next 15 was B.I. If y'all remember, he had all those assist numbers like 15 games ago. This next 15 is for Zion, and the last 15 of the season, your 60-72 game mark, that's when you're fine-tuning for the playoffs. And I don't think uh, some of those names, are just, they don't strike me as worth risking this locker room's chemistry, considering we've had the status quo since last year, and Griff didn't make any home run moves in the summer to shape it up. Let them, let them go ahead and find out what they can do together so they at least have that as men that have worked together for two or three years and been through all these struggles and tribulations. I think that's the proper way to go. Chris, thanks so much. We appreciate the extra time, buddy. Uh, so I'll let hey, you anytime. go watch the rest of the, the Pelicans game. Thanks so much for joining us. Always great stuff, Chris. Appreciate it. All right, it. Chris. Appreciate you guys. All righty. Chris Dotson, who covers the NBA and also the Pelicans for Club Points. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 8. Man, I like his accent. He's a little country. I like that. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. We'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight. Want to throw a special uh, who that shout out to Abdul and Miss Kim that are here. Uh, big fans uh, of the Saints, always Abdul. Uh, man, for many, many years. Abdul uh, the tent maker. Tent maker. And uh, Al lives uh, locally now, so great to see him. He brought some, some people from Iowa here to, to come on by and see the slippers. Well, and, and, and Mike, to show you how you reap the benefits, I, I, I did a calendar. I don't know. I was just looking at uh, it. was like me, Abdul, and uh, Mousy. Shasson. You remember Mousy? Yeah, and, yeah. And then uh, th- that was all after the Buddy D dress parade, and we make it a new dress. So that was 2010 or 2011. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was definitely after we won the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, about how time flies. And it passed fast. Let's go to our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Let's go to Scott Metery. Scott, in a huddle with Bobby and Mike. Bobby J and Mike D, how are you, gentlemen? All, all right, evening, all right. Bud. This is Scott in Metairie, formerly Scott of Jackson. Uh, Mike D, uh, it's been, I've been threatening to call for a long time, and I want everybody across the 38 states since it's after dark to know that Mr. Mike D is most generous with his time. He seems to be in two or three places at one time. Don't do it, but if you send him a, a message via messenger, he will answer you back at strange hours of the night. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, I got strange that. hours that, uh, man, listen, uh, I haven't broke that <laughs> since all those years of engineering. 
I got like that four hours sleep, and then I'm up, and I can't go back to sleep. It's like four o'clock in the morning sometimes, and I'm like, man, you know, I wish I could, because uh, some people can sleep a long time. I, I can't, and I haven't broke that. Uh, had a twenty-eight and a half year so, so run. So, Mike, you, you answering people at three and four in the morning? Sometimes. That, yeah. <laughs> now, sometimes they send it to me at one thirty, two o'clock too. So I got you. I, exactly. I gotta preface that. But I got thank you. you, Scott. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, hey, uh, Bobby, uh, just a quick uh, note on uh, Yannick Sinner. He's from the very northeast part of Italy, almost into Austria. And okay. They speak, a lot of Ger- they speak a lot of German up there. I got you. It's called San Candido. So it's a semi-autonomous region in Italy. So that might give you some perspective being the historian you are. But that's right. why I called. Uh, no, I, I'm um, glad you enlightened me. I, I'm glad because yeah, I was cool. looking at Sinner doesn't look like your typical Italian. Come <laughs> no, on. he doesn't. Yeah, yeah so now, now I, I know where he's from. Yeah, it's about a kilometer from uh, Austria. And uh, another piece of trivia, he's the first Italian to win a Grand Slam since 1976. Yeah, so they're going to be on that bag wagon and promoting him. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and he's sir. only 22 hey, I, years of age. Yeah, 22. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. The new the new uh, era is upon us. But anyway, yeah. I have a question for both you and Mike. Uh, who do you think will be the new offensive coordinator for the Saints, and who should be the offensive coordinator for the Saints? And then I have one question for Mike D. I I really like Zach Robinson, but now he is with the Atlanta Falcons. I knew the connection. Once Raheem got the job in Atlanta uh, because they had coached together, and I think Zach is a rising young star in his business. Who makes Zach even better? Let them find a quarterback. Okay, that does help you coach because uh, Atlanta doesn't have that. But uh, I know Bob was with Shane Waldron. Waldron and now and then uh, with the Seahawks. And that's who I initially, you know, when they have the initial list, I said, I like him from the Seahawks, Waldron, and then he goes to the Bears. So, actually, uh, Mike, uh, my guy went to the Bears, and you went, went to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, who do we uh, – uh, Gerard Johnson, who was the quarterback coach with the Texans, that would be a big-time get for the Saints. I'm, I'm just telling you, C.J. Stroud is immensely gifted, but he sort of took that sandpaper and got a lot of the rough edges off of C.J., and he put him in a system that – really kind of amplified what C.J. does best. Uh, but I, I still got a feeling, somehow, some way, John Gruden is John still Gruden. involved here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah, Gruden yeah, is yeah. still going to have some impact. It would seem to be, I don't care if he's coordinator, quarterback coach, a special assistant. I do know one thing. When Gruden walks in that room, he takes over. Yeah, he's going to be the alpha dog. He, he uh, is no, definitely no, no. the wolf wolf. He's not going to be shy like Pete Carmichael. Now, it's different between calling plays and how you command a room, how you can set up a game plan. Listen, Pete Carmichael knows offensive football in the NFL. He can set up a game plan. But how do you command a room or how do you uh, call plays? Because there's an art, there's a craft to that. Uh, Now, uh, with that being said, uh, you know, Mike, when we look at, like, Coach Johnson, uh, Gerard Johnson uh, from the Texans, uh, to me, if he was around because egos get involved, and he's 35 years of age, there's no way that Ronald Curry would stick around. Uh, you know, he was a quarterback's coach for the Saints this past year. So I, 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 I don't see 
If Ronald Curry does not get promoted from within, now Saints fans don't care about that, but I just think if you had a potential uh, quarterbacks coach like a Gerard Johnson who became a coordinator, uh, that Ronald Curry might want to go in a different direction. Now, uh, that's just uh, my opinion. But of the lot, I would take Johnson. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, of uh, what's left now, I would take Johnson. Well, because and the, he would have been high on the list even before uh, uh, Zach and, well, and Shane Waldron uh, now, signed off. The, the only thing is there's two individuals, and, uh, you know, they're not playing this weekend uh, because it's two weeks until the Super Bowl, uh, would be uh, Gary Kubiak's son, Clint Kubiak, who's the 49ers uh, passing game coordinator. Now, uh, look, uh, we all know with him and show, uh, Coach Shanahan. Now, Kubiak's previous experience was officer coordinator. He held that role in one season in uh, 2021 uh, with the Vikings. And then you look at uh, also, you know who went from the booth to coaching? Uh, Brian Greasy. Brian, yeah. Bob Greasy's uh, son, who's the quarterback coach, with the 49ers, now he's only 48 years of age. He's worked uh, closely with Brock, Pur uh, Brock Purdy and helped develop him. Uh, now, the one thing I think uh, um, that uh, Derek Carr would appreciate this, because it's not like, man, you never been there. Brian Greasy Brian played, Greasy's a, uh, there. played 11 years in the <laughs> NFL. And, you know, so when you look at all that, I think they still have options out there available. Can they land one of them? Yes, can they land one of them? And to me, this always happens, Mike, uh, around. Uh, I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen maybe this week, but for sure next week, Super Bowl week. I mean, Super Bowl, uh, Senior Bowl week. Remember, it's amazing the Saints. That's to connect the dots. Yeah, to the Saints have always done things around the Senior Bowl. And I would say if we don't hear anything uh, this week, for sure early next week. I don't think I'll go beyond that. Okay. And, um, Mike, and please uh, chime in too, Bobby. Um, explain uh, to the football nation, especially Tiger Nation, who my hero is in, in, in coaching in the state of Louisiana, Coach Pete Jenkins. Explain <laughs> how much of an influence he had on the LSU staff and uh, – all of the new offensive coaches in at LSU? Well, I, I don't know what it's going to be now. Uh, Pete and I haven't gotten into that, but I know if he wants a role, he can have that with Brian Kelly. If it's a consultant, if it's to work with Bo Davis, who's, uh, who's his mentor is Pete Jenkins, and that I think Pete would be open to come in and help uh, if his health was up to it. But, man, Pete's forgot more about defensive line coaching than most defensive line coaches know. He is a type of guy. He's old school, but at 82 years old, it's his ability to connect with young players. That's the reason why they got a line of young players that want to work with Pete Jenkins each and every offseason. That goes to show, even in his 80s, the type of impact Pete Jenkins can have on players today. Well, he's almost at the point right now, am I going to die on the field or off the field? Well, I think he would rather uh, die on. Uh, no, I'll be because, honest. Because, I'm, I'm saying for him, hey, but hey, I know how he is. Well, because you're 82 years of age. Mike, now think about that. He might be coaching one day, and then Coach, uh, Coach Pete go, Pete Jenkins fell out. He just fell out. Or he might be, oh, he got away from the game. He's not coaching this year. Did you hear what happened to Pete? 
Pete. No, he's lived an unbelievable life, and the influence he's had is off the chart. The other thing with Pete is, man, he can't get away from football. He just can't get away because from Because of the lifestyle. It's, it's just the way it's been for over 50 years for him. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. We'll be back to finish it up here in hour number three of Second Guest right after this break here on the Big 870. Finishing up here in hour number three of the Second Guest Show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. We come back at 7 o'clock. Got one more hour of second guests. We'll be talking Senior Bowl with Jeff Nowak, who's in Mobile, and also with somebody who's covering the Chiefs. You talk about they breathing in rarefied air. Uh, when you're covering the Kansas City Chiefs today and have been for the last few years, man, you're living pretty good in life today. Well, well uh, Mike, I think the Chiefs have taken over the Patriots in the 21st century. No, no question about it. We'll be back with more second guests right after this news break on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 